Around this time of year, every year, when we're all caught up with the mad rush of gift-giving, holiday attending, and sitting in traffic, it becomes extremely easy to lose track of our own self-care. This can lead to major issues such as a weakened immune system, increased anxiety, and decreased performance at work or school. And that's why it's more important than ever this time of year to develop strong self-care habits and maintain them during the holidays, especially if you intend to start the next year strong. So for all of you who are out there saying right now, 2023 is going to be my year. Well, I've got news for you. It starts right now, and it starts with practicing self-care. So in this episode, we'll do a beginner's guide on self-care, what it is, why it matters, and how to build it into your life. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Probiotics are most effective when they make it to your colon, alive. That's why Seed developed a patented two-in-one capsule that safeguards viability of its DSO-1 daily symbiotic through digestion to deliver the maximum dose to your colon. No refrigeration necessary. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. So let's start here. What exactly is self-care? Now, I know for those of you who've been listening for a little while, I've done a number of episodes on self-care. And after you listen to this episode, I encourage you to go find those if you want to do a deeper dive. It's an important topic, one that I'm going to keep revisiting so long as each of us deprioritizes something that is critical for our own well-being. But self-care is the practice of taking care of one's own physical, mental, and emotional well-being. This can include activities such as exercising, eating well, getting enough sleep, practicing mindfulness, and engaging in leisure activities, whatever that might mean for you. Now, the concept of self-care itself has actually been around for centuries, but it's gained popularity in recent years as more people have become aware of the importance of taking care of themselves as our society has modernized and more and more is asked of us, more of us is taken from us. It's becoming more apparent how incredibly important it is to take care of ourselves. Now, a few quick facts. Uh, The term self-care was actually coined by psychotherapist Thomas Adam in the early 19th century, but the practice of self-care dates back to ancient Greek and Roman times. The concept of hygieia was the practice of taking care of one's own health, and this included things like proper hygiene and so on and so forth. But today, self-care is largely viewed as essential, important. We all recognize it as something we should be doing, but it's secondary. It comes secondary to our productivity. It comes secondary to taking care of others. It comes secondary to making money. And that's true across genders, cultures, and everything else you can think of. So 
my argument is that it really should become a primary practice, especially, like I said at the top of the episode, this time of year. Because it has massive benefits. Self-care can provide huge, huge benefits from a productivity and self-actualization perspective, such as increased physical and mental health. By taking the time that you need, by taking the rest that you need, your muscles, your brain have the time to rest, to recover, to heal. And that's going to allow you to perform better the next time. If you are working out, you're trying to build muscle, you have to take rest days in order for your muscles to recover from the breakdown. Because remember, and this is a a common quote, muscles aren't built in the gym. Muscles are destroyed in the gym. They're built when you rest. That's the role of self-care. It's to build back up stronger the things that you broke down through daily use. It also leads to increased motivation and productivity because a stronger sense of self, a stronger sense of commitment to yourself leads to increased happiness, leads to increased uh, understanding of your role and what it is you can bring to the table and helps get you excited to do those things. It can increase your creativity and your problem-solving abilities by letting your mind rest, by letting it decouple from the problems that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. In the back of your mind, you're still churning away. You're still solving those issues, and you get to come to the table with a fresh perspective the next time. This is something I rely on a lot, actually, in my work. My creative process builds rest into it so that my subconscious, my mind, can deal with the things I'm consciously struggling to tackle. And without fail, I come back to the table either having solved the problem, having found the answer, or with a fresh perspective. And one last sort of major benefit that comes from this is better relationships and connections with others. Now, this time of year, one of the things that we are all trying to do, we're trying to spend more time with our family. We're trying to slow down, step away from work, and be present, whether that is for uh, uh, just the, the time of year or for a specific holiday. It doesn't really matter, but we're all slowing down. We're all reconnecting with each other in ways that we haven't all year. The best way to approach those things, the best way to build the relationships that you're looking for is to ensure that you are taking care of yourself because you cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot be there for others in the way they might need you to be there for them. You cannot be patient with them in the way that they might need you to be patient with them. If you are on edge because you are not taking care of yourself, because you're not eating properly, because you're not stepping away when you need to, because you're not getting enough rest. So over time, all of these benefits, increased physical and mental health, increased motivation and productivity, enhanced creativity and problem solving, and better relationships with others, all of this comes from incorporating a self-care practice, whether that is an actual routine or habit or whatever you want to call it, or it's just literally like drinking tea that you really like or watching TV, whatever your thing needs to be, it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be defined in any particular way. But whatever it looks like for you, it is essential. It is a requirement and it should not be seen as being lazy or as secondary. Now, how do we actually build this into our daily lives? How do we build the routine of self-care? Well, like I said, 
I'm not going to prescribe specific things that you need to do. I've done that. There's episodes on like a self-care checklist, and it just gives you some ideas on what you can practice. But the truth is self-care for you is not going to look like self-care for me, and it's not going to look like self-care for Mary or Sarah or Thomas. This is a personal practice. This is something that revitalizes you, and the truth is it can change day to day. What is self-care for you one day might not be the next day. Maybe one day self-care means sitting with a, a cup of your favorite tea, a book. Maybe the next day that doesn't sound revitalizing to you. And actually what you want to do is binge watch your favorite TV show with a bag of chips. Both are okay so long as it is revitalizing, so long as it is restful. It's okay to be lazy. It's okay to relax on the couch and watch TV. I know that gets demonized in our culture as being unproductive, as being like you're not go-getter-y enough. But why do you need to be a go-getter? Be lazy so long as you allow it to be restful. That is the caveat. So I'm not going to sit here and assign specific self-care activities to you. What I can say is that there's three things you should be thinking about in order to build a better self-care practice. The first is you need to create a plan. Now, this is critical because it allows you to know how you're going to practice. Now, that plan can change day to day. The specific items can change day to day. But you need to have some kind of idea in your day of what that self-care is going to look like. And in my opinion, you should determine that the morning that you wake up. So you wake up, you think ahead at what might be your self-practice for that day, your self-care practice for that day, and you just identify it. And by the time you get to that moment, it could change. This doesn't have to be static. This is a fluid, dynamic sort of uh, uh, practice. But having some kind of plan keeps it top of mind and allows you to understand how you're going to practice so that you don't have to ask that question when the time comes. The next thing you need to be thinking about is setting aside dedicated time for this. Now that doesn't have to be specific hour of this specific day at this specific minute. Like you can get that like specific if you want to, but just understanding I'm going to do it after dinner. I'm going to do it before bed. I'm going to do it at my lunch break, whatever it needs to be for you, whatever time fits for you based on the type of activity you want to do based on the, the, the schedule that you live with. But identifying while you're creating that plan, identifying the time that works for that day is critical. It allows you to know when you'll practice. If creating a plan helps you understand how you'll practice, setting a time allows you to know when you'll practice. And then the last thing that you need to be thinking about is what your environment looks like. What environment will you practice in? This doesn't specifically have to be like this room versus that room. But what is the overall environment? What is the social environment? What is the the space that you're going to be in? What time will it happen? Will it be sunset and, and you get to have a view of the sunset? Or will it be in the middle of the day and you want the blinds closed? Like These are questions that you need to sort of have an understanding of. Because what this allows you to do is identify ahead of time things in your environment that might stop you from doing it. For example, if you've got young kids, 
that's going to make it pretty hard to meditate if uh, that's your self-practice, self, excuse me, your self-care practice for the day. So what can you do about that? Well, maybe you need to figure out if a spouse or a uh, family member can take the kid, or maybe you need to shorten the amount of time and get them distracted with something first. This all happens in that planning stage, but identifying the environment you're dealing with and where you're going to be able to practice this self-care, doing that ahead of time allows you to question things like what time should I do it in order to avoid these potential obstacles? Or when is the environment most, uh, 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 most aligned with what I want to practice? And can I wait until then? Can I create my plan around these specific behaviors because the environment I'm going to have enables that? So those are the three things. You've got to create a plan so you know how you'll practice. Set aside dedicated time so you know when you'll practice. And then identify what your environment looks like to ensure that it pushes you towards that practice. And that is how you maintain a self-care routine throughout the holidays and quite honestly throughout the rest of your life. So, as we wrap up, I want to encourage you to take the time that you need to practice this. You will regret it if you don't, but you will love yourself if you do, especially as the new year rolls in and we start to ask ourselves what it is we want to do and who it is we want to be. And so, I'll leave you with that question. My name is Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for being here. If you haven't already, follow the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. Just click the little follow button or maybe subscribe on, on your platform. It doesn't really matter. But make sure you follow the show so that you never miss a new episode. I'd really, really appreciate it. If you are here, if you're new here, you haven't yet, leave a review. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show and what I can do to improve it. So just shoot a review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. Thank you for being here. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.